Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Fernando. Hi, Ben. Hi, Fernando. And coming in live from his niece's closet, we've got Travis Irvine. Greetings from Unicorn Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for supporting us this past week. Um, I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thanks for all the kind words about our latest episodes. And I also just want to stress one more time, Crystal Kaiser. Mm-hmm. That's the name mm-hmm. we're thinking about mm-hmm. when it comes to Kenosha, when it comes mm-hmm. to Wisconsin, when it comes to getting this woman out of prison for murdering a man who tortured her for a year. Right. If Kyle Rittenhouse is going to be able to claim self-defense right. in a case that's very much up for debate, Crystal Kaiser, that's a case we are focusing on. So we have a couple of updates to get to, and then we'll have a little bit of fun talking about redistricting. What's more fun than that? <laughs> Yay, maps. <laughs> Yay, so maps. many things. So many things. You got topical maps. You got maps that are flat. And you have globe maps. There's a series of different kind of maps. I like the rainbowy ones because they're kind of gay. Yeah, isn't that nice? Well, what's not gay in the sense of fun? The redistricting map, because holy hell, the Democrats, they are going to have an uphill battle if they want to hold on to the House and keep the Senate. We're not even talking about the White House right now. Also, we'll discuss uh, Boebert. She is a uh, what? She is a psychopath. Yeah, kind of crazy. <laughs> My God, there was a uh, we we got some audio that we'll play of uh, of Bo Birch here. She's got she's got her heels on and she's talking to a group of bikers. And oh my God, what a hot hot scene it was! But before all of that, <laughs> let's just do an update on a story. Uh, thank God, Ahmad mm-hmm. Arbery. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this case quite a bit on this show, as many other shows have talked about this case quite a bit. Thank God, justice was served in this case. So Travis McMichael, Greg McMichael, and their neighbor, William Roddy Bryan, were all found guilty of murdering Ahmad Arbery, along with the arrest of the former DA who refused to prosecute. Good. So that's another case that we're going to be following. Her name is Jackie Johnson. 
She refused to prosecute because I guess she was really good friends with Roddy because, oh, he could he could lay a mean pipe. I have no idea how good you have to be friends with someone and to be like, you can get one free murder. He like, was the best cornholer on the team and we can't woo! lose him, Ben. Absolutely not. It's the cornhole championships. I watched a lot of cornhole during quarantine. I really did. It was quite sad. So we have a verdict uh, to the... Um, Oh, I don't know. The relief. I'm right. going to say relief of mm-hmm, many. Truly. Of course, on the heels of Rittenhouse, the last thing this country needed was a not guilty verdict. And uh, anyone who watches NFL football knows you can't really trust that people are going to see the same thing that you see in the same way. For example, there was a Browns touchdown yesterday, Cleveland Browns. <laughs> the ball obviously hit the ground. But no, they still it called hit it his a t- leg, Ben. It no, hit it the hit ground. His, Travis, I knew you were, you were a brown head. You um, love your brownies. I did put not too much money like, on the Browns. I it hit the ground. The Browns. It bounced off the ground. And somehow... They said it was a catch. The ent- and then I started yelling in the bar, this is why the jury system is flawed. <laughs> right. Because you can never tell what the hell is going to happen. These jurors were definitely flawed. I mean, in a, in a, in a county where the black population makes up all over a quarter, over 27%, apparently, there was 11 white jurors and one black juror. You know, that's not proportional. So it, it says a lot to me that these jurors did what side the way they did well, of course that was a concern for many and um it's great that they chose the, justice really the only decision that right. i think is possible uh, because of course unlike any other case uh, that we've talked about on this show they hunted this man down mm-hmm. of course the man being ahmad arbery and the words that they said well they were doing it are one of the main reasons why all three of these men will be incarcerated for the foreseeable f- future um greg mcmichael bragged about how arbery was quote trapped like a rat and then he said stop he told arbery stop or i'll blow your fucking head off And again, Mm. buddy, you ain't deputized. You have no right to do that. Just stop. And of course, the interesting thing about this is 10 years ago, does it do we know what happens? 10 years ago, these men, these men are walking free. The fact that they took out their dumb phones, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Mm -hmm. smartphones, filmed themselves doing it because they were like, this is just a normal day. This is going to go viral on TikTok. Zero concern for the fact that they were committing a massive, massive crime in the murdering of Ahmad Arbery. That's one of those things where as we continue to talk about, you know, the systemic changes that have to happen in this culture, which is why it's so great that the DA is being charged for not charging these three men with an obvious freaking murder. Right. Mm-hmm. But this just happened for years and years and years and generations and generations and decades and decades. And only recently do we have the footage. Uh, I think they thought they were doing the right thing. They thought they were, you know, protecting themselves and they were going to show this footage and they were going to be heroes in it. And they didn't really uh, because they're so warped. Their sense of mentality is so warped that they really. And that's again, that was what the nail in their coffin. They were caught because of this video, what they said on this video, what everyone saw that they recorded. Yeah, this is according to Andrew Fleischman. Uh, This is an appellate attorney who followed the trial from Atlanta. He says, it's those statements, the one that I just read, where it's like, we trapped him like a rat and we're going to shoot your fucking head off. He says, it's those statements that screwed the defense more than the video. If they had never talked to police and if they said we saw him taking something from the property and running, there's an okay shot. The jury might have acquitted them. So... It's almost like the brazen it's the murder didn't really get them in trouble for murder. It's Mm. almost that they were so cocky about it. 
Right. It, it almost reminds me of all of the January 6thers. Uh, mm-hmm. Those folks who so confidently went towards the Capitol and went in. And like you said, I mean, obviously that's illegal, but they recorded it. They broadcasted it. So in a lot of ways, um, yeah, this group of three men, kind of like those January 6ers. And keep in mind, by the way, that in addition to the guilty pleas, or excuse me, not the guilty pleas, the guilty verdicts that we just got, um, Biden's Department of Justice, they are going to look into this um, and examine if it qualifies as a federal hate crime as well, which would bring additional punishment. All right. Well, this is according to Greg McMichael. He said, I don't think the guy has actually stolen anything out of there. Or if he did, it was earlier in the in the process. But he keeps going back over and over again to this damn house. Hmm. So I suppose he um, felt as if he had the right to shoot him. Obviously, you do not. So those three men will be uh, having a good time behind bars in a federal penitentiary. And I think they're going to realize um, just how precious freedom is Truly. as soon as they're behind the cold brick walls that make up the U.S. penal system. So we'll keep you up to date on the Jackie Johnson trial as well. Uh, this woman, uh, again, just when we talk about uh, failing up, she looks to be the example of just that. And now, uh, because of her decisions, she is uh, in deep trouble herself. All right. Another quick update. Not all right, all right. No. Not all right, all right, all right. No, I'm sorry, Travis. One huh? of your characters that you were going to be able to do for four years. Right. If this man was elected to, uh, to uh, governor of Texas, you're just not going to be able to do it. Matthew McConaughey, uh, he says he's not going to run for governor of Texas anymore. And dare oh. I say, well, he's probably making the right choice, despite the fact polls, naturally all polls rise for Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> they showed that he had a very decent chance of beating both Beto and Abbott. But I think Matthew McConaughey, just given the political nature of modern times, why bother? Just run on the beach shirtless, buddy. Just hang out with dogs <laughs> and hot chicks all day. Right? Why Why deal with all this? Yeah, I mean, at that point, just enjoy that sweet, sweet Lincoln money. And I'm just going to drive around in my Lincoln. Yeah. Well, you know, let me start by saying sorry for your loss, Travis. I know there was there was going to be a gold right. mine I'll, of content. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm going to work on my uh, Bobert impression. Hey, so. that's a good one. Yeah. I think that what you what you said is what right on the a nail right on the head, Ben. It, he wants to focus on the you know community, and he wants to focus on uh, helping entrepreneurs. You know, he wants to be more direct, and I I think he thinks being a governor is too high level. So maybe that's the case. Uh, this is what he said. He says, as, oh, I guess suppose you can read it if you want to. It's the Hollywood Reporter article, Travis. Oh, if you okay. want to read the quote from McConaughey. As a simple kid born in the little town of Uvalde, Texas, it never <laughs> occurred to me that I would one day be considered for political leadership. <laughs> it's a humbling, inspiring path to ponder. It is also a path that I'm choosing not to take at this moment, and I'm just going to keep driving my Lincoln straight on down the road. <laughs> Fantastic. If Matthew McConaughey and Strom Thurmond had a child, that's what that accent was. Absolutely nailed it <laughs> once again. So there's an update on the story that we have been talking about uh, just a little bit more in jest. I assumed he wasn't going to run. Hmm. But as far right. as like celebrities who dip their toe in. He's not the worst one I've heard wanting to run mm-hmm. for office. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure James Woods is still going to run for president every single year until he's dead. Uh. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, no, there's definitely worse, worse celebrities to uh, throw their hat in the ring. 
perhaps the right choice. Obviously, if you're a celebrity, you're already living a very good life. Why would you ruin it? Right. So it's like, it? uh, yeah, it's like one of those, you've been dating someone for 20 years. Why get married now? Why ruin it? Um, yeah. And also, I just got to point out that we actually had some listeners out of Texas reach out um, on the Beto news when when mm-hmm. when it was announced that Beto uh, might be uh, going for the governor's race. Oh, he is now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, apparently Beto's just a really great guy, also very focused on the community. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the, the Texas listeners that reached out said, um, you know, he's almost like a, a Senator Sherrod Brown that we have in Ohio. Mm. He's just well liked. Mm. And that's why he wins even in a red state. So Beto. Let's see without McConaughey in the way. Let's see if Beto's got a chance. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, this means that McConaughey won't be running with the Freedom Party, mm. which, or I'm sorry, the Forward oh. Party. Right, right. Oh, uh, that was Andrew Yang. Yang's party. I thought they might get McConaughey, but who knows? Obviously, if the Forward Party would endorse someone like Beto, I wonder if that would move the needle at all. I think that it would, hmm. because Andrew Yang um, does have a strong constituency. And of course, being an Asian American in the political um sphere right quite quite unique right in america so i'm uh we'll see what the uh we'll see what the yang gang can do when it comes to helping beto out in texas i don't usually like to pick sides uh but abbott i'd like to pick him up and throw him down a flight of stairs because that man has been a horrendous (laughs) Uh, horrendous governor my little brother lives out in texas special Mm -hmm. needs and uh it's damn near impossible. I don't know. I truly don't know how someone um, who is little touched, little special needs. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they survive out there. It's hard. It's 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 ridiculous. Right. right. Going to help people out um, as he talks about the Bible on a regular basis. He thumps that, but he doesn't help out the people in need, which, of course, is something I'm fairly certain that guy in the Bible did. Big of true. All right. In a fast paced world. Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. When booking with other vacation rental apps sounds like this. This place doesn't look like the pictures. Ah, is there a door behind all those spiders? It's time to try one that sounds more like a vacation. Ah, this is perfect. Relax, you booked a Verbo. Well, <laughs> speaking of someone who thumps their Bible and says their prayers and pretends as if God is on their side when in reality he's mooning them in a car as he passes by. This Bobert gal is Ugh. out of her damn mind. Lauren Bobert, this audio was leaked. I don't even know if it was leaked. She probably filmed it. Nothing is leaked anymore. There is no shame in these people. <sighs> right. We just talked right. about the, the murders. These murders film themselves murdering a man. Exactly. I mean, like, there's no much shame anymore. Right. There's like, this is going right. to go viral. And if it goes viral enough, we get away with the crime. It's like, no, you really doesn't, doesn't matter. Like that. But Lauren Bobert, the Colorado Republican, which is sad that she comes out of Colorado, man, because I love Colorado and I know it's a beautiful place. It's and big. I, it's big, it's big. And I also it's, think know. there's like reactionary politics that go mm-hmm. on. And again, that's why it's always people in the middle where it's like, who is getting elected and why? And also obviously that apply in, uh, apply to our redistricting conversation here uh, in just a moment. But Lauren Boebert, she was talking to a bunch of bikers. They were loving every second of it. <laughs> and this is what she had to say about Ilhan Omar. And again, 
I'm not like, you know, I'm not, we don't talk about them. Like if they do something good, it's like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I don't fetishize any politicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Angus King, just cause he's so tight and old. <laughs> oh my God, that just mustache. Like yeah, that mustache. Biggest, best mustache out of Maine. Mm. Mustache yeah. rides for everyone. <laughs> but what Lauren Bo- Boebert said about Ilhan Omar, also again, as a microcosm for that community as a whole. It is what mm-hmm. it is. I understand that Ilhan Omar does not represent every single Muslim woman in America. And I'm right. sure Muslim women, I'm sure many would say, please don't have me represented by her. But that being said, when Lauren Boebert takes these shots at her, she's, she's saying this just because of the nature of American politics and her position of power in this country. This is a, this, this is much larger than her just criticizing Ilhan Omar. Oh, yeah. It's not about even a criticism of her. It's, no, it has nothing. it's a criticism of yeah. religious freedom, which, again, Ilhan Omar has the right to dress however the fuck she wants. Mm-hmm. She can believe whatever the hell she wants. Truly. Every religion is just as crazy as the last. And God knows Boebert's version of Christianity certainly falls short of the key tenets of said religion. But let's play this clip from Lauren Boebert talking to a bunch of bikers as they uh, they laugh it up. And this is just straight up. Like Mean Girls, if if like if Charlie Kirk wrote Mean Girls, <laughs> this is basically what it is. Actually, I have an Elhan story for you. So, <laughs> so uh, the other night on the House floor was not the, my first Jihad Squad moment. Uh, so it's crazy. I was getting into an elevator with one of my. Staffers, I'm not even like shocked. It's not even edgy. It's just stupid. He and I are yeah. leaving the Capitol. Stupid. We're going back to my office, and we get in the elevator, and I see a Capitol police officer running hurriedly to the elevator. I see fret all over his face, and he's reaching, and I'm like, what? "Is she, de- is she describing shutting. January like, 6th? I can't, I can't oh no, open no, it. no! Like, what's happening? <laughs> I look to my left, and there she is, Ilhan Omar. Oops. And I said, "Well." She doesn't have a backpack. We should be fine. Whoa, she went there. She tells her like it is. Straight talk. It's so corny. So we only had one floor to go. And I was like, ah, do I say it or not? And looked over. And I said, oh, look, the Jihad Squad decided to show up for work today. on Twitter the talk for her she she's not tough in person she doesn't yes <laughs> so with, there's a little bit of interactions with these folks there. um like so the story is Ilan Omar is just in an elevator going up a floor and this crazy bitch gets in and just starts saying a bunch of random shit to her and it's like, what is what is this takeaway? How does this make Lauren Boebert look good? I don't even understand, like, what's the political angle? These people have got to freaking go. That is, we can't even talk. This is why it's so difficult to get anything done. This is why the $1 trillion infrastructure plan, people were like, I can't believe anything passed at all. Because we're so stuck hmm. in the minutia of this, like, it's like if high school, it's like high school musical written by, you know, if Stephen Miller produced High School Musical, <laughs> that's the exact scene that we just heard. And these are members of Congress. Exactly. Yeah. I remember thinking, that like, oh, they must do a lot of reading, even drinking scotch and smoking a cigar trying mm. to make a deal. <laughs> this is what they do. I exactly what I what, what I agree with, Ben. It's uh this is high school behavior. This is like stuff, you know, Facebook 
like Facebook mentality, fighting on Facebook thing. You're supposed to be a representative. You're supposed to be representing our country. Uh, this is no, and but but it's what her constituents want. You know, if you look at the clip, she's putting on a. She looks like she's Jerry Seinfeld opening an episode. Seriously, she's, yeah. she's, she's so proud of herself. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Yeah, boom, 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 boom. I mean, this is red meat for for the people in that bar. This is exactly what they want to hear. We've talked about, you know, how Gosser is just using the Democrats attacking him to fundraise. Mm-hmm. I think this will be another fundraiser for Bobert. But I mean, the sad thing for me is we know Bobert. She's the one who bragged about bringing her gun to Congress. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason they have metal detectors for members of Congress now. I mean, sh- we know that she was giving tours uh, to to right. insurrectionists the day before January 6th. I mean, so it it really just irks me that this blanket throwing out of a, a, a Muslims are terrorists, right? Like, it's, it's like... We're it's still also so 20- passe. Oh, my goodness. Right. It's like we're so 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, 20 years ago, literally. And but but at the end of the day, and we've talked about this on the show, right now the cameras are turning in. The threat is is within, and Lauren Boebert is a terrorist. And she helped terrorists. She <laughs> abetted and aided terrorists. So mm, yeah. I'm just so disgusted by this. And you know it's funny because you don't want to fall into the trap because you know liberal tears, all that kind of bullshit, <laughs> whatever. And everyone loves to watch um, teachers cry. That's fun. <laughs> I'm not even offended. It's not about being offended. I'm not offended either. It is just about what your role as a congressperson is to help your constituents. Mm -hmm. And in what way did you just do that? If you're doing something that is not innately positive for your constituents, just stop doing it and shut the fuck up. It's really not that difficult. And so that's what bothers me. Every time we even have this conversation, every time she says something like this, if you're Lauren Boebert, it's the same thing that Donnie did. It distracts from real issues. Mm-hmm. And then again, you can play the victim because there's no better victims than the persecuted, far weird Trump wing of the Republican Party. They love to be persecuted. They right. love it so the much. The martyrdom is important. The martyrdom too. is so vital. Right. Right. It just it doesn't do anything for her constituents. And I, I you have to imagine at some point. Um, at some point, people are just going to be sick of it, you know, because yeah. it's just annoying. The way you said about the high schools, it's like you're taught in elementary. If you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. It's like just a good morning to the person in the elevator. Don't be. So it makes. Don't be rude. To don't. Like macro <laughs> the conversation, I guess, when it comes to like, well, I don't. Well, when it comes to like women in power, right? Right. There's a lot of people who would make jokes like it's going to be catty. It's the most catty goddamn thing I've ever heard in my life. <sighs> Right. It is so stupid. And so it makes everyone look bad, including her, her constituents, mm-hmm, right. her state, her district, yes. the Congress, the country. What's the point of this stuff? Yeah. And it's just dumb. It's just it's not even a, a, a funny joke. So it's almost like that. It Fernando Bravo Seinfeld reminds me of that Seinfeld episode where Jerry's more offended that his his dentist converted to Judaism for the jokes. It's like, it's, it's not a funny joke. And, and I'm just so sick of it. And, and also to the Jihad squad and AOC plus three, I've said in this show before, Fox News and all these conservative politicians who go out and just drag AOC and Omar and, and you know, the squad at all, they should be given 10 to 20% of all their earnings, all their fundraising, all the money they get uh, straight back to AOC and and the squad because for real 
those girls get dragged so much on the news and in mailers and now in live events. And it just, it, yeah. it's not right. It ain't right. And uh, yeah, the anti-political messaging is oftentimes more powerful than positive political messaging. So if you're Lauren Boebert, you don't run on being Lauren Boebert. You run on not being mm, AOC or exactly. Ilhan Omar. And again, all exactly. policies aside, people need to be treated with dignity and respect. This is what Omar had to say. She says, this is not about one hateful statement or one politician. It's about a party that has mainstreamed bigotry and hatred. It's time for Republican leader McCarthy to actually hold his party accountable. And so what did McCarthy do? Uh, he did not uh, respond to a request for comment. Oh, it's the only time these people don't want to talk. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and keep in mind, this is right on the heels of Gosar uh, tweeting out that cartoon of him murdering exactly. AOC. And it's bad So, you too. know, we're, we're reaching a new level. And, and haven't they, yeah, as we talked about before, too, I mean, you know, you look at the uh, assassination attempt of all those Republicans playing baseball. Mm. I forget the name of the fellow. Uh, I'm, I'm blanking on his name now. Uh, that was left almost paralyzed. And of course, we have Gabby Gifford. I mean, people really oh, do. Steve Scalise. Yeah, Steve Scalise. Scalise. I mean, Scalise. people really do take rhetoric seriously. Exactly. Especially when it comes from people in positions of power. I.e. January 6th insurrection. Exactly. Well, speaking of people in power and speaking of media, CNN host Chris Cuomo. I, first of all, have no idea how he still has a show. Mm. And Neither do I. It's Travis and I think he must have some dirt on Zucker. <laughs> yeah, he's got to have dirt on everyone who runs CNN who's just like, if you're taking me down, I'm taking the whole network with me. He saw Bezos and uh, Zuck kiss. Ooh. <laughs> Yay. I've never seen two men kiss with no lips. <laughs> That's great. This is why we can never trust corporate media. Chris Cuomo used his media sources to find out info on his brother's accusers. Now, mm. one of the reasons why this is so disgusting is, of course, because Chris Cuomo and CNN and MSNBC, mm -hmm. they were so, air quotes woke, they were so in love with the Me Too moment, um, movement and moment, whatever. And they said, we're going to fight for all women. Oh, wait, not my mm. brother, one of the biggest yeah. pervs in town. <laughs> not only did he investigate his brother's political enemies, I would almost say, okay, he he went after his accusers <sighs> to find flaws in their story, like he's freaking Bo Deedle <laughs> trying to protect uh, the asshole that ran Fox News forever. Roger Ailes. Roger Ailes. So apparently he's, he uh, spied on Ronan Farrow, who is... Got not to, he is not Woody Allen's son. That is my opinion. He looks just like Frank Sinatra. He, he looks just, just like Frank Sinatra. Amir Farrow had a baby. <laughs> so he uh, he went out and he looked for accusers. He found accusers. He was actively in touch with Melissa DeRosa, who was then one of uh, the governor's top aides, about incoming media reports that detailed alleged sexual harassment by Andrew Cuomo. He was one of the people who was on the front lines of the cover-up when it comes to his brother, Andrew Cuomo. And let's not forget, I knew this was going to happen for a long time. Pat on my own back. <laughs> this man has been so corrupt for so long. How long has Chris Cuomo been lying for Andrew Cuomo right in front of our mm. eyes as people just constantly say, but I like the, I like the handoff between he and Don Lemon. Because mm. then they talk <laughs> like they're bro, like they're bro dudes. They're real bro dudes. Whoa. This man has been straight up bold face line to everyone with the Chiron CNN in the lower right hand corner or left. I forget. And people just eat it hook, line and sinker. If you're CNN, you just got to get rid of this asshole. And it's the same goes for Fox news. They need to get rid of about half of their editorial squad, at least 
But what is the point of keeping this guy on? And who in the hell could ever believe a Cuomo ever again? You're absolutely right. I mean, Ben, this is why we yell at the TV whenever we, we turn <laughs> it know. on and, at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific time. And it's Cuomo up there. And I mean, how many times have we watched him where it's like the biggest news of the day was his brother? And he's like, we're talking COVID. Or or it was a, another scandal, you know, involving someone he knows. He's like, well, we're not going to touch it. And, right. it's just, and he does it in a way where it's like, oh, oh, cool. You're cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a so cool, cool. guy. Well, and don't forget. I mean, it's just it's it reminds me. It's just a very mob like mentality. Right. Like is. he is just going to take care of his brother um, no matter what. Because that's what the Cuomo family does. What did the, I forget, there was some heckling reporter who I also hate, but they called him, they called him Fredo. They Mm. called him Fredo. They called him Chris Cuomo Fredo. And he's like, that's like the N word for Italians. I'm like, I don't think it is because I said the word Fredo. (laughs) That's kind of funny. You know, it's short for Alfredo. That's offensive. Don't call me that. I don't know. I guess. (laughs) It's just (laughs) stupid. Don't call me Fredo. That's the N word for Italians. Really? I thought the N word for Italians was noodle. Right. Were you oppressed oh, systematically while being there. called Fredo? <laughs> According to CNN spokesperson Matt Dornick, he says the thousands of pages of additional transcripts and exhibits that were released today by the New York Attorney General deserve a thorough review and consideration. We will be having conversations and seeking additional clarity about their significance as they relate to CNN over the next several days. So we'll see what happens. And of course, when it comes to the governor race, the gubernatorial race, uh, watch out for uh, Attorney General Letitia James. That is what that's the position she mm-hmm. wants. And uh, she ousted Cuomo. Mm-hmm. But Hochul seems to be doing OK in the polls. So uh, perhaps that wish won't come true I like- for Letitia James. But I don't, either way, that is, that's going to be really interesting when that race happens. I really like what Hochul had to say. You know, uh, they were asking if she's going to be running and stuff like that. And she's like, I just got into office. I'm working on what I can work on now. When the voting times comes, we'll focus on that. I yeah. like that. I like she hit the ground running. She's there to work. Mm-hmm. She said it. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about what happens next term. I'm worried about finishing out the term I was hired. And to, it's great. To Just like her predecessor, she also has nipple rings. Isn't that nice? <laughs> uh, this is what Chris Cuomo had to say. He says, I would. This is about investigating people who were um, against his brother. He says, I would. When asked, I would reach out to sources, other journalists to see if they had heard anybody else coming out. Um, of course, why would he want to know if somebody else was coming out so he can strong arm them into staying silent. And of course, all that information would go right to his brother, uh, which again, the pipeline from corporate media to political power is exceptionally clear when it comes to the Cuomos. And of course, you know, Sean Hannity of, uh, on the other side, Sean Hannity literally talking to Donald Trump uh, almost every single night. Well, Donald Trump was president. All right. Well, let's move on. But sticking in entertainment, Disney Plus. <laughs> Who has it? Do you have it? Uh, yes, I do. Actually, What's your favorite show? Um, I like the Marvel's What Ifs. Oh, mm-hmm. I do enjoy that. What if they didn't have any superpowers and they just had normal jobs? Yeah. What a boring. Yeah. What if they had to work 95? <laughs> it's a boring ass show. Disney Plus, uh, they got this episode of The Simpsons, right? Mm-hmm. And apparently. One of my favorites, actually. Is that right? Yeah. So Hong Kong, again. I really wish that we would still be talking about Hong Kong because as soon as China takes over Hong Kong, there's going to be a lot of people who are dead. Don't forget the fake, the facial recognition technology out there is better or at least more used than it is here. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people and a lot of lists who had a lot of negative things to say about the administration in China. And I'm sure the administration will have their revenge 
as soon as Hong Kong is in their control once again. Disney Plus users in Hong Kong have noticed the Simpsons episode is missing when it comes to the parody of Tiananmen Square in China. Mm -hmm. So this was um, the placard reads on this site in 1989. Nothing happened. It's a joke because in China, they don't know that anything happened. And that event never even existed. So isn't that kind of crazy? An event that we think really shaped the world in another part of the world with the largest population on, in the world doesn't even know what happened. You know, I, when I when I was a kid, I would see that because it's an animation of basically this uh, this protester standing up against the tanks. And then uh, in the animation for The Simpsons, he gets run over by the tanks. Yeah. Right. Is that what happened in the original video? Because <laughs> no, they, he was he was swept away oh, and never to be seen again. Oh, I'm sure okay. his nails were torn off and his eyeballs were placed in his asshole. So, God knows what happened to the poor bastard. So to me, it, you know, it, it's it that's more ingrained in me politically, that image from The Simpsons than the video itself. So it's saying a lot to it me when you when you remove this cultural moment to me because again I grew up in the 90s so I saw this I saw this as a kid and it stuck with me what does this mean why is this guy getting run over by tanks why is this funny or why is it not funny you know things like that so absolutely so this actually is the reason that this is being banned is because uh some legislation that was put in place just recently banning films deemed contrary to china's national security interests um if you screen these videos or if you have any kind of unauthorized film of these videos you could get up to three years in jail and a hundred and thirty thousand dollar fine yikes that's a pricey ticket for a simpsons episode isn't it so as we talk about as these corporations talk to us about um, how we should be and how we mm. should live, don't forget they're two-faced liars. They can do all the ad campaigns during whatever month they want to, but they are still <laughs> beholden to China. And China is getting worse and worse and worse when it comes to human rights and civil rights. Absolutely. And sadly, the people of Hong Kong are going to be on the um, receiving end of a bruising, bruising stick as soon as uh, the folks in power in China get exactly what they want, which is unified. They want that Taiwan. They want that Hong Kong. And from there, God knows what happens. It's bizarre. We're in a new space. We're in a cold Star War now as the hypersonic nuclear missiles are being created in Russia. The U.S. is obviously making them. China's mm -hmm. making them. Whew, it's going to get crazy. It's going to get crazy. And all I can't wait for is the South Park episode to tell us all about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sofas, recliners, love seats, everything is better in leather. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley, where bold meets durable. And wait a minute, who's been finger painting on the couch again? That's okay, leather is easy to clean. The new leather collection at Ashley is built with the durability you need for the whole family. Yes, pets too. Luxury is meant to be livable. Shop chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. A car is never just a car. Kelly Blue Book knows it's so much more than that. It's your commuting chariot, your road trip refuge, your I just need a reason to get out of the house. Your car is there for everything. And for everything car, there's Kelly Blue Book. Need a new set of wheels? Price it on Kelly Blue Book. Problem under the hood? Fix it with Kelly Blue Book. Can another car do the job better? Trade it or sell it on Kelly Blue Book. We're here mile after mile, moment after moment. Price it, fix it, trade it, sell it. KBB.com. Visit kellybluebook.com to get the journey started. All right. Lastly, before we get to the exciting world of redistricting and gerrymandering, because I know, Travis, you know a lot about that. I just want to throw this out there for conversation when it comes to. Uh, so you guys heard about this Omni Omni Cross. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It sounds like 
some kind of fun new first person shooter video game, but it's this new variant. Um, Omicron. Omicron, right? So it's this new variant for COVID, right? So because of this variant, they are shutting down travel starting today, Monday, the 29th of uh, this fine month here in, uh, what is it, November? Yes. God damn, where's the time going? <laughs> so the U.S. will restrict travel from South Africa, Botswana, Zimbabwe, uh, Nibia, uh, Lesotho, Lesotho, Eswatini, Mozambique, and Malawi. So these places will be uh, banned when it comes to travel. And of course, this is going to greatly impact their economy. When it came to the previous travel bans, mm-hmm. obviously, Donald Trump does himself no favors because I think he is a bigot. Uh, the China virus, all this bullshit, regardless mm-hmm. if it came from China, which obviously it did. But it's just, you know what I'm saying? Right. The man doesn't do himself any favors when it comes to people being critical of him. He was called racist when he shut down certain travel. South Africa's president is now calling for a reverse on the unjustified travel ban because he believes that it unfairly targets the entire continent of Africa. Mm-hmm. This is because they haven't been given the vaccine. Right. And now... They're really kind of being squeezed out of any global gains that'll be happening as as COVID kind of clears its way. Obviously, Mm -hmm. we're still in it. I get it. But there are things. Businesses are back, not maybe full capacity as we're as we're seeing. But they're going to miss out on a massive economic boom because they they won't be able to sell trade goods or have any kind of travel, tourism, whatever that might be. Do you guys think this uh, the South African president makes a, a valid point? And certainly from his perspective, he does, because he just says, why are we being targeted as other countries? You know, uh, you're allowed to travel here, there, wherever the heck you want to. So I I actually agree with everything he's saying, because uh, it seems like there's not really a scientific basis for why they're choosing this specific country. They just arbitrarily they're finding the virus there and thus they decided it must be originating here. We're banning there. But uh, studies are showing that it's showing up in everywhere in the world. Right. So the variant's going to the variant is already. So is this Gaddafi 2.0? But instead of a military attack, this is another way to destabilize this with the African region. That that was my thought exactly, uh, Ben. Obviously, we remember uh, the Qaddafi story that our old pal Bob Fitrakis has, mm-hmm. that Qaddafi wanted to start an African union, an African currency, join all the the great riches of the continent, yep. and then he got murdered. Yep. So that is basically how that goes when an African president does try to do that. And of um, course, when it comes to Qaddafi, it's easy to be like, he was a tor- horrible piece of shit, because he was. But again, right, exactly. You know? And with South Africa, it is interesting. You know, there is the BRICS alliance, the economic alliance between Brazil, Russia, Mm. India, China, and and South Africa is the S in the BRICS alliance. So you do kind of wonder, is this some type of slap on the wrist to them for that? I'm, you know, completely pontificating here. But I I agree with both of you that it's very strange because – to Fernando's point, the science shows it's showing up everywhere. And to your point and to the South African president's point, send them vaccines. Yes, That's absolutely. the reason they're not doing well. You don't need to cut them off. You need to send them a pipeline of vaccines. Yeah. It's, it's crazy disproportional. There's something like a three or 4% of people in the whole, the whole continent yeah. are vaccinated. That's it. Yeah. Compared to we're throwing away vaccines here in the U S because people are refusing them. I wow. think honestly, exactly. this is, this is about money. I'm about to go down my rabbit hole again. Guys. I, I believe that. I, I think you're onto something. Yeah. It uh, also, <laughs> there's a lot. Um, 
about sending money to different countries. When you send money, it's called remittance. Here, mm. you know, when you send country to money to like Brazil, all those countries you name specifically, they have some of the highest remittance fees mm. in place. So say I come from Mexico, I come here to work in America, I send my money back. There's some sort of fees involved there. You know, money is... So all the countries you mentioned, those BRICS, have the highest remittance fees of any country with with uh, African countries having the absolute highest out of all countries in the world. So it's wow. a very fi- it's a financial move too. And um, at the same time, right now there's a, there's this huge company trying to give c- cryptocurrency to everyone in Africa, to all African countries. It's called Cardano, okay. and they're based out of Hong Kong. And they're they actually huh. they're going through a bunch of stuff because now the SEC is delisting them systematically from all American exchanges, huh. which is affecting the price of what's happening in in Africa directly so it's all i think it's all money related and when you know this just gives them some this just gives them another little hey it's africa's bad now they have diseases you know right so yeah i agree south african president cyril ramaphosa uh, this is what he had to say he says we call upon all those countries that have imposed travel bans on our country and southern africa uh, and southern african sister countries to immediately and urgently reverse their decisions again it is um Politics and COVID go hand in hand, and it's really sad. And as has been expressed, it doesn't seem like it's a scientifically motivated travel ban. It seems like it's to, again, disrupt Africa economically. And uh, I mean, how many times have we seen this freaking story? Right, exactly. And to your point, I mean, the last president we had was a, was a bigoted racist. But with Joe Biden, it is kind of like, I wonder why his administration feels comfortable rolling this out. Because no one gives are. a shit because Chris Cuomo's not talking about it. Mm. And I mean, you know, <laughs> right. Tucker's not going to. These are those ones that fall in the perineum. Mm. This is just like the, the forgotten part of the human body. Uh. It is like these stories that just get X'd out because the conservatives don't give a flying fuck. And then if the left wing media isn't going to cover it, no one's covering it. Except for Ben, Travis, and Fernando, right here on Able Against Talk. And I, I just right. misspeak. Apparently, there is no vaccine shortage in South Africa. So that's there's absolutely no reason why, if these people have vaccines, if they have plenty of vaccines, there's really no reason why this should be happening. It's there's some there's, there's something happening behind the veil, Ben, that we're not seeing. I think it's money. You know I me. I believe that you are correct. All right. Just lastly. States are redrawing every congressional district in the United States. This is huge. Travis, I want you to take the lead on this because I know you know a lot about redistricting. So for just the just the broad stripes, uh, every 10 years, each state redraws its political lines. And as we've seen more and more and more, these political lines get more and more uh, divisive and more and more guaranteed to one political party or another. But Travis, can you speak maybe just about Ohio and what is redistricting doing to your state? Because that's a microcosm for the entire country. Right. So each state has its own way of redrawing the congressional district lines. Yes, they are federal offices, but they are apportioned by the the census that's done every 10 years. Obviously, the 2020 census was kind of a disaster and the results were slow getting uh, released this year. But this is always the year, uh, every 10 years, that whoever is in charge of the redistricting process uh, and drawing these lines, this is when the lines get redrawn. So in Ohio... um, it is up to Republican state legislators to I vote. I wonder what they're going to do. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, to to vote on uh, what kind of maps they want. First, they choose them for the state house itself. So in Ohio, um, the Republican state legislators who gerrymandered themselves a, ma- a supermajority 10 mm-hmm. years ago decided to gerrymander themselves another supermajority in the wow. state legislature. And now what they've done with the congressional seats, and this is very important because any state – and, and we see the Democrats doing the same thing in Illinois. But whoever is in charge of the redistricting process in each state, in Ohio, we had 15. We were given 15 congressional seats because okay. we lost uh, one because we've lost. People are moving out of Ohio sure. because no one likes it there anymore. 15 congressional seats. Republicans redrew those so they would be reapportioned to be 13 Republican seats and two Democratic seats. And that is from all the statistics, all the math. The Republicans have obviously gone out and said, hey, Democrats just run better candidates and maybe you can win some of these. But what they did was specifically Mm. split up Ohio's three major Democratic voting centers, Cleveland, Columbus, and Cincinnati. Mm. All three of those counties, Cuyahoga, Franklin, and Hamilton, got chopped up into three pieces and joined Mm. in with large swaths of rural areas in Ohio. So that is specific to Ohio. And can you explain why? So why does that nullify their voice then? It nullifies the the Democratic representation um, in Ohio by basically taking these huge metropolitan mm-hmm. areas that are big population centers in Ohio and diluting their votes because mm-hmm. you're taking specifically. And again, the way it's called cracking and packing. Yes. <laughs> and so you crack up a, a community and you pack it in with something else. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very nefarious. It um, is. It's, it's very in, in, in such bad faith. And mm-hmm. essentially when um, the Ohio voters who did put some protections in the Constitution to make the process more bipartisan, to make it more nonpartisan, um, basically we don't get 10-year maps in Ohio right now because no Democrats voted for these maps rightfully. Mm. So our maps are only going to last four years and it's all going to the Supreme Court in Ohio. But mm. who runs the Supreme Court in Ohio? The Republicans. Mm, right. So again, and each state is going to be going through this um, throughout the next year. And we yeah. got to get it all figured out because guess what? The Republicans want these districts drawn well before the 2022 midterm elections mm-hmm. because they want to retake the House and they want Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy, because that would then make a pathway for Mr. Trump to run again in 2024. Right. That's the end game, of course, for them. Uh, You mentioned the census and, of course, Meta or Facebook. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are in a lot of trouble because of the misinformation about the census, specifically amongst Hispanic communities. Evidently, the majority of uh, misinformation was Spanish. Yeah. And they didn't check at all. No, they don't care. Um, (laughs) So many people that should have been like, I'm here, uh, I count. Did not do the census. Mm. So that's the other problem with government trust. And and I get it, man. You look at DACA kids. They signed up. They did everything right. And then the next president comes in and they know exactly where they're located. It's very (sighs) scary. But the census, God knows. I mean, how accurate is it? Exactly. Well, I've actually met a census worker uh, back in Ohio, and he traveled to all kinds of different states. And he said, you know, I mean, the census workers, especially during COVID, it was hard for them to get any data. It was hard to knock at any door, ask any questions of people tell you the truth. That's literally what the system is based on. So this gentleman that I was talking to said that he had a very hard time. There's a lot of, you know, people just share posts and there'll be a lot of just dumb stuff. It's like, don't fill out the census. Immigration will come for you. Someone posts that bunch of people share it and unfortunately that's how social media lies work absolutely it's just it feels like when it comes to democracy it feels like we're 
trying to play a game of basketball with two broken ankles. I'm just, and it's like, why are the layups so hard? Because literally we can't yeah. stand up. I mean, we're on the way, the way that things are redistricted on the base level. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's broken. It bothers me so much that they use math and maps for evil, Ben. I know. But truly. I know. <laughs> no, it, it's very nefarious the way they, they break it down. Uh, I don't Fernando. understand. There, there's some, some dark minds in those dark bunkers. <laughs> Absolutely. And all of it's on purpose. So don't call these people stupid because this is all they do. Oh, this is. They're folk, hyper-focused. No, no, yes. No. Takes um, talent, truly. It to, really does. Yeah. It really does. I don't understand why we can't literally have Little Caesar, the Little Caesars Bigfoot pizza plan. I've pitched this for many, <laughs> many years. Cut it in squares. Based on population, <laughs> just take population. What is population? How much of that? Boom. And it should all just be done with a algorithm, with a, with a mathematical <laughs> formula. Right. That gets everybody counted fairly and equally. And I just don't, I mean, I understand why it doesn't happen because of the political powers that be, but in a perfect world, it would just be a mathematical equation yeah, and politics totally. would be totally out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And and you got to think in years past, that's how it's felt like, but because of our, the partisan nature of our politics is it just keeps getting more and more uh, to the extremes. Um, it does. It, you just keep but having it's because more of redistricting this, right? like this. It's exactly. 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 It's a per- self-perpetuating cycle. Right. The whole reason we ended up with this, these maps in the first place 10 years ago is because these people ran the process and now we told them not to do that. And then they're like, yeah, we're just going to do it. They're just going to do it. I think we should just redraw state lines too. Let's just grid out the grid USA. Yeah, just the USA. Boom. I'm I'm all for it. I still think we got to combine North Dakota and South Dakota into one state called Dakota Fanning and she's the president. <laughs> don't mess with her. Why do we need two? Why do we you need two? You don't need two Dakotas. One's no, funny. you probably don't, but don't tell them that. It's like Minnesota and Wisconsin. They're like, oh, we're different. We call it a bubbler. We call it a water fountain. All right, everyone. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We hope you learned something today. I learned a little bit today as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And hope everyone is safe out there. Don't forget that Cleveland Browns touchdown was not a touchdown. <laughs> I've never, never saw anything I like saw that in my with life. My own eyes. I've never it seen anything like that. The jury thigh. system is deeply flawed. <laughs> If you don't know what I'm talking about, Cleveland Browns versus the Ravens, I guess you can just like Google like touchdown that wasn't a touchdown because the ball hit the goddamn Browns. Oh my God, that's it. I will not have you disparage <laughs> the good name of the Cleveland Browns. They can do it themselves. That's true. All right. You well, are trying to make me look stupid in front of the other guests. Don't need any help from me, sir. <laughs> that's right. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We will be back with you a little bit later on this week, and I will see you all on the road in Oregon this weekend. I can't wait to see y'all. Try the mushrooms, Ben. I will. (laughs) Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.